T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <clears throat> B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. You know that song. That means it's time to talk to our boy Barstool Nate. Via the BetQL guest line, sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Nate Dog, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Boys, how are you? It is. It's a weird day, right? It, I, I'm good personally. I, I, I think you guys are good personally, but... It's a real weird January 11th. Uh, why well, so? I, I mean, I tend to agree with you at the, on a personal level. Like, it sucks when people get fired. Um, I also don't know that generally when people get fired, you want it to be to take a step towards getting mm-hmm. a football team getting better. And I'm not sure this accomplishes that step. A word I'm going to use a lot, and I'm not going to try to overuse it, but I'm definitely going to use it way too much, is purgatory. This team is stuck. We are in the middle of the train tracks. We Coaching purgatory, owner purgatory, and QB purgatory. The three most important things to a football team, we're in all three. We Sam Howell, is he QB1 going into next season? Or do we bring back Heineke? For the second, the starter, whoever that may be, screws up, we'll be chanting Heineke's name from the stands for the third year in a row. We have no idea who the owner is going to be, nor when the team will be sold. And then Coach Ron, I mean, he's still under contract, and he's firing the offensive coordinator, but is that just to save his own butt? Because we all know that Coach Ron Rivera is not a good head coach in the NFL. He seems like a great guy. It seems like the players like him, but he is not the guy to lead this football team to the promised land. But it seems like he's kind of this segue figurehead head coach to be a liaison between this old ownership and new ownership. It's all very weird. So we don't really have a coach in place who I think is good enough to take us to a Super Bowl. We don't have a quarterback in place who can take us to a Super Bowl. And now we don't have an offensive coordinator. We don't have an owner. Like Everything is in flux right now, and, and it's not where we need to be. You look at it now. Um, they come in. Kevin O'Connell is here. Ron stays with Scott, and Kevin goes. Kevin is now the head coach of the Vikings. Uh, what if Kevin O'Connell has stayed here? Do you think it would be different? Yeah, we can do all those what ifs. And, and, you know, we, we kept Gruden over who? LaFleur and Shanahan. And, 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 and 
this and, and McVeigh and, and there's so many what ifs. I, I think we, in a way, we got really lucky by finding young, good coordinators and having them develop some players. And we weren't going to be able to keep them all. So we can play that what if game. But the, the fact of the matter is Scott Turner, I, I, I liked him coming in. I thought he was a young guy. You know, obviously his father's a legend and it just didn't work out. And, and that's kind of putting it mildly, but also just as plain as can be, he, he, he was a little in over his head by the end of the season. It seemed maybe it was because he did not have a good quarterback and it's really hard to be an effective offensive coordinator in the NFL if you don't have a quarterback. And and that hurt him, obviously. Like, that, that goes without saying. But it was kind of, like, system-wise, too. And, Beamage, we've talked about it. He didn't do a great job of saying, hey, Heineke's starting. This is the package for him. Now Wentz is starting. This is the package for him. It was more just like, I'm going to run my offense regardless of who my weapons on the field are, who my quarterback is. And it just did not work. I don't think he did a good job adapting even to his bad situations. I don't think he did a good job adapting. It didn't seem like the players really liked the way that he called plays. We can go back to these leaks that have come out all week about the the locker room kind of were out on him. After the move yesterday, uh, Nate, I wonder where those leaks really came from. Yeah, and and that's the story of this franchise, right? You always have to think, huh? who benefits more from leaking this. And if you're suggesting it was Coach Ron, that's possible. If you're suggesting that, yeah, we we can go on and on about who it might be. But when it comes down to it, he was not an effective offensive coordinator. He didn't use our guys the way they should have been used. And I don't like to see anybody fired, obviously, but I do think it was time to move on. I just think it's weird that Ron Rivera is going to be the head coach of this football team next year when he is, you know, he, he's the, it, it should fall on him. It, it should always fall on the head coach. That's the guy in charge. And I think Scott is being kind of a scapegoat, but at the same time, I don't think Scott was good enough to come along for next season either. Yeah. I, I think multiple things can be true here. I think exactly. <laughs> I think Scott was dealt a fairly bad hand, but I don't know that he did enough to outperform it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we, we can we can laugh because like he he's looking at, you know, the defense of whatever team he was playing the next week and going, I don't even know who Ron's going to start a quarterback. Is it Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke? And it's like, ooh, that is just not the hand you want to be dealt as an offensive coordinator. And so I feel a little bad for him. I'm sure he'll get more chances in the league. Of course, he will, because it's the NFL People, coaches stick around for 50 years. Uh, and he has the last name, but it, it was time to move on, unfortunately for him. But I, I hope we bring in a young guy who does not listen to Ron Rivera and wants to run the ball 66% of the time or whatever. That, <laughs> what was your reaction was when you heard that? God, it, it, he's just a fossil, man. It, he's just, he, I, I think if Ron Rivera could get in a time machine and go back to 1974, he would be, it would be Lombardi, Shula, Rivera like this man was made to coach in the 70s and 80s he would be fantastic at that he's just not the guy to coach in the year of our lord 2023 he's just not he cannot challenge correctly he doesn't know time and uh timeout management correctly he does not understand player personnel and development correctly he's still taking credit for bringing in Carson Wentz he's still like 
raving about it. He goes, yeah, I watched the tape. I made that trade. We're like, yeah, we know. That's not saying to brag about, Ron. That, that's kind of the issue here. And he's just – he's not good enough for the league right now. He would be great as a figurehead in the front office because he's likable and he's you know personable and, and guys like him and he'd be great at steak dinners. He just should not be on the sideline of a, as a head coach of an NFL team right now. He just absolutely, 100%, the game has passed him by. So I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. We're talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. You can give Nate a follow at Barstool Nate on Twitter and Instagram. Um, <clears throat> to me, there's separate things. I think from a leadership motivation standpoint, Ron is, is quite good. I think that's always been his strength as a coach. Um, I, I think he wants to kind of be a CEO at this stage, and I think he's properly identified a real defensive coordinator that can be a leader for the organization in Del Rio, and, and largely that's gone well. Um, he hasn't done that offensively. I don't think he should be in charge of personnel. Yeah. Um, but I also think this, and B, I'm curious, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. When Ron and Martin got up there yesterday, I think it was largely just a perfunctory performance that they had to get done. It was like, all right, the league requires we do this end-of-year presser. Let's just get it over with. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they believe the two-to-one run-pass stuff. And, and I think but don't say it then. I mean, see, I, I, I agree with you there. I, I'm tired of the stuff being put out, then we go around trying to you know, make it, oh, they didn't really mean No, they don't put it out there. But don't tell me that's what you want to do when last year your plan was to trade for Carson Wentz because he has a big arm, take a wide receiver in the first round. Like, you didn't build this that way, and now you're like, because, I think it's like, I think it's a lot of just, just trying a lot to be, of BS. They're trying to be revisionists. Like, all right, well, when we did win a few games, it was because it, it was, was because it was your when defense we wasn't ball. letting the other team score. Right. Like, your it, offense couldn't. Right. I, so I I don't I, I don't think they're actually planning on running the ball sixty six percent of the time. And if they are, then you know, by twenty twenty four we're having a, a larger conversation about who the next coach is gonna be, in my it, opinion. Yeah. It, it's so frustrating. I don't think you and get I, to twenty twenty four. I'm I'm trying to like watch my words because it, it's just it, it, I am stunned that Nate is trying that, to watch yeah, his like, words. Ron, That's a first is so full of BS and it's so frustrating because he doesn't have to be. He just, he, he, he's a, he, sometimes he gets into his used car salesman, just nonsense. And you just look at him like, who is buying this out of you? Like who is actually watching this and believing a word you're saying? And he did that all season. He, he just, he says words that there's no way he believes or anybody with a brain watching and listening should believe and he just says it, and it it's so tiring. And maybe that's his plan is just to be so frustrating and so annoying that people stop talking about it. Because it it's it, it's like it it drives me insane. Just all year, especially when we're losing, it's a little easier. Obviously, winning cures everything. His excuse train and his his demeanor and his his oh shucks, woe is me. Just everything he says and <laughs> does and his attitude, it just. It reeks of just get out of my face. I, I just I just do not like the way he conducts himself. And him him talking about how this team took a big step forward this year, dude. You've had losing seasons. What's it? Nine out of twelve years now as an NFL head coach. You won one additional game. We didn't make the playoffs. We lost the Browns. 
because you put Carson Wentz back in. Like, just enough. Just stop talking to me like I'm a child. You're not a good head coach. This team did not take a step forward. The defense did. I think the defense played phenomenal. But mm-hmm. him as a as a coach took ten steps back. It, we had we had the softest layup of a schedule, and he failed. Someone should if I'm if I'm at the press conference, I raise my hand. They go, "Yes, Barstool Nate, uh, Barstool Sports." I go, "Hi, thank you." Um, you're a failure. Uh, expand on that. And I would like to know what he says. Nobody's <laughs> actually called him a failure of a head coach to his face. I don't think, and that's what he is. Damn, tell us how you really feel, Nate. <laughs> I'm just so annoyed. He's just not good at coaching this team. He seems like a great guy and a great person, but let's just call it as it is. This team did not take a step So then how frustrated team. are you? So there's something interesting that I have noticed, that the Jay Gruden era was largely the same as the Rivera era. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, th- those teams, everybody ended up roughly around 500, right? Yep. And they kept bringing Jay back for a while. Um, And I think most of the time people supported it. I mean, Jay's tenure, he started 4-12. and He inherited junk. Um, Then they go 9-7, and 8-7-1, 7-9, 7-9. Then by the end of that, the the Keenum disaster, they start 0-5. Gruden gets canned. That year finishes 3-13. So, I mean, I can look up Jay's exact record as a head coach. Um as as the head coach of Washington, he was 35-49-1 and one over, over six seasons. <clears throat> um, I feel like there's more vitriol for Ron Rivera. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it's because we know he's in charge. When Jay was here, Bruce was in charge, and I think we knew that, and, and, and I think that's why it's different now. Does, does that seem similar? Does, does that sound right with you, or, or is it specifically about – the press conferences and the language and, and all that stuff. I would say it, it's, it kind of all runs together for me because during the Gruden time, it was just the front office stuff was so bad and it was just so toxic. And there was just, the, there were leaks with just the, the front office every single day. And it just, it, it was so ugly and so brutal. And it's now during Rivera, it's like, they're trying to do this whole new era thing, but has it really changed? It's just different BS. It's it's the same, but different, but the same. So as long as, you know, until we have a new owner and we've, we've known this, does anything actually change? Not really. There's still Dan Snyder pulling the strings. There's still leaks. There's still turmoil. It's still toxic. And they've all tried the best they could. I mean, Gruden was in a terrible situation, just absolutely awful situation. He got out of here. And now Rivera's here, and it, it's just a different type of ugly. It, it, it's, you know, Does it you matter put, that Ron's <clears throat> been able to handle all the off-field stuff? Like, I, I, I think we care about wins and losses, right? I mean, hell, Commanders fans, man, Redskins fans before him, we got used to that stuff. But the thing of it is he's the – President of football operations. Football. Football. So that's what we care about. I mean, if you're dealing with the other stuff, that's because he, he chose to. Okay? So I think the football is what we care about. He even said in this press conference prior to the season that it's going to come down to wins and losses. You can't come after the season and say, well, you know, it's not just about wins and losses. You told yeah. us it was. Now you want to change it because the wins and losses do not benefit you. 
Yeah, yeah. For somebody to say it's not about wins and losses, like, I, I don't like that. They're, they're, they're a little delusional. I, B, I mean, we've talked about this plenty. I don't like that when that's a response to, like, oh, we can't judge quarterbacks on wins and losses. That's part of it, dude. It's not all of it, but hell yeah, it's part of it. Or it's a hell of a part of it. I mean, we can't judge football teams on wins and losses. Did they grow in some areas? Yes. I'm not even trying. Like, they grew in some areas, they but they also went backwards wins. in some other areas. Right. Like, But think about it, Jay. We, when, we, when we added a receiver, we added some pieces. In the offseason, we were talking playoff, get to the playoffs and win a game. When they don't make the playoffs, we can't now justify you got better. They were seven and nine last year. They're seven and ten last year. They eight eight and one this year, but you were sitting at seven and five at one point. Okay, and you played four more games and you won one of them. I, I, I mean, they got rid of Scott Turner. It's a defensible move. I, you know, I don't. We haven't opened the phone lines up. We'll do it at noon. I, I, I'm not surprised by the move at all. Were you, Nate? No, it, it was very necessary. I, you, so you just tweeted out. Did I actually say? Did I actually ask if firing Scott makes the team better? Because I 100% believe that it makes them better. But it's again, it's the overall system it's 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 the player personnel that ron rivera brings in he brought in carson wentz as his diamond as his golden child as his savior i'm the bleeping guy and it failed so when you fire scott turner because of decisions ron rivera made that's ugly but yes scott was not the guy for the job and that needs to be clear i i i think the team was out on him i think the offense was not producing obviously under him we weren't scoring and it doesn't matter who the quarterback is you're looking at the Niners using Mr. Irrelevant going to the playoffs you're looking at how how frustrating is it when you hear the injury conversation and then you look at what Sam Debo missed significant time Kittle missed significant time they didn't didn't make excuses they made adjustments and they're on the third straight quarter yeah you know Josh Dobbs has played a great game you can look across the NFL Teams adjust to injuries at quarterbacks, some better than others, but it's just you can't use an excuse of injuries or whatever. You just next man up. It's the NFL. Make a game plan that works for the guys you have, and Scott was not good at that. It's just plain as day. He just wasn't. Maybe he'll get better. Maybe he'll thrive somewhere else. Maybe he just can't be in Washington. That happens with a lot of people, too, that they succeed elsewhere outside of Washington. Mm -hmm. I know you love that, J.P., but uh, it, it was time for him to go for sure. I, dude, it's entirely possible Scott Turner's the next person on the graphic of, uh, yeah. hey, this dude used to be OC in Washington, and now the, now the team he's with is in the playoffs. <laughs> we've seen that enough. It's possible. I don't know that it'll happen, but we've seen it enough. They um, might not have space on the graphic. That might be yeah. the only reason why. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're literally running out of space on the graphic. Um, Nate Dogg, I think you'll like this. At noon, we're debuting a new segment called What Did JP Do Wrong This Week? What didn't he do wrong? It's fresh. (laughs) Who came up with that segment? He did. It was my idea because everybody always complains about me, so now they'll get a chance to do it loudly on the radio. You know you're always doing something wrong, so that's why you (laughs) want to do this. Um, You you booked the wrong flight back from from the beach this weekend and your wife got mad at you? No, I haven't done that since I – Booked the wrong flight home from 
Augusta, and I was a, a week. I was stunned how cheap it was because I booked the wrong week when I showed up to the airport. <laughs> yes. So you were a week early. Yeah, I showed up a week early. They're like, "Sir," and uh, not cheap to get Sir, that. Sir, have you been smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, thank you, dude. Thank you, guys. Love you. Hey, Nate. Right. That's our guy, Barstool Nate. Give him a follow at Barstool Nate. When we return, what is the to-do list here? There is a lot to figure out, and how do they get it done? You listen to me, Mitch Finley. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 